You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 591. I feel like I wanted to get paid off my willingness to risk and not by how many hours I work. It's actually what I've written on my little board up here. And so I feel like wholesaling, just real in general, is what allows me to do that. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm your host, Chris Arnold. Always glad that you're here to hang out with us today. I'm talking with a couple of business partners. This is always interesting when you look at a solopreneur versus two people that decided really to come together and team up. And so here's what you're going to get today. This is an interesting interview because I know some of you listening out there feel like you might have been spinning your wheels, trying to get the lead generation piece up, trying to crack the code on what that looks like. And so with my two guests today, we're going to talk about kind of life before they were utilizing a particular marketing channel and then life after. And I think it's super interesting because we are going to be talking about radio, but also Spanish stations, which I actually... Don't think we brought up yet on the podcast because that is just a whole nother place of value to do radio. So today I got Eric Wargo and his business partner, James Walters. What's up, fellas? Welcome to the show. Glad to have you guys. Yeah, thank you. So give us a quick background, Eric. How long have you guys been business partners? How long have you been in real estate? Where are you guys doing deals out of? Give everyone a snapshot. Who are you guys? Okay. Well, James and I had actually worked together in marketing before, but we have been doing real estate for about three months together. Been doing real estate for about this, three this years. Is, this is a fresh partnership, like three fresh. months. Honeymoon okay. stage, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys are in the honeymoon stage, but this is going to be interesting. Let's be a part. So let me ask you, James, why choose a partner? Why decide to team up with Eric or anyone for that matter? Yeah, um, you know, partnerships in my experience can be tough, but I think they work well when you're not trying to do the same things, right? And, and Eric and I came together and he, you know, the way we fit together worked well. We're not overlapping each other. We're not trying to tell each other what to do. We have different roles. And so it just, it just aligned and it worked, you know? You so. guys see that your differences being brought together is going to obviously create some synergy. And that's why I tell people, you don't want your business partner to be exactly like you. You... Right. you kind of like your wife or your husband, you want to have some overall balance, uh, a little bit of yin and yang within the relationship. So I see that you guys uh, obviously have that. We were talking about that a little bit before. Now, even though you've been partners for three months and kind of launched this thing together, um, Eric, on your side, you were for the last, what was it? Would you say year, two years, really just trying to get traction and figure out this whole investment thing. Is that right? Right. I was just trying to be able to get in front of the homeowners, which I could okay. never get a homeowner to get in front of. So this is good that you're talking about this because I think sometimes we listen to podcasts and you know, a lot of times we'll bring on guests that you know, have somehow done it real quickly. But I know a lot of people listening are going, 
Well, can I raise my hand and be like, I didn't get a deal in my first 30 days like that last podcast I heard. I do have a lot of side conversations where people go, I've been really struggling for like a year or two years to really even like get a deal or get in front of a seller. So actually I find this version to be more common, although it's not necessarily always highlighted. So that's why I think this is going to be such a great talk. So Eric, what do you think was maybe the challenge of getting in the front of the homeowner? Like what were you trying? What was the disconnect? Because I think this is going to help a lot of people. My phone never rang. So, you know, I tried Google ads and tried just door hangers, just going door to door through neighborhoods. And everyone I talked to, I put a door hanger on their door or I'd get the foreclosure list. I'd knock on everybody's door. There's just no interest. You did the sign. Signs in the signs. Yeah, so the houses, right? I actually got two calls out of bandit signs. One I actually was able to close, but it took like six months. And then the other one, I didn't have a contract on me. So even though he said yes, I didn't have one. And so I told him I had to go home to grab one. And then I never heard from him again. Wow. I stopped by, I called text, couldn't get a hold of him. So now people are calling me. So so I bet you felt in a way you were kind of spinning your wheels. Here's what I want to know. What was the conversation you were having with yourself during that time? Because I can imagine there's a little bit of a mental battle, emotional battle going on there, right? Like, dude, why am I not getting the traction and so forth? So what were you telling yourself during that time and not to get too discouraged and kind of keep pushing through, persevering? I guess in order to not get discouraged, I just kept thinking about all the other wholesalers I know who somehow they're getting deals. These are happening somewhere. But one thing that was hard is all the stuff I looked up or I'd Google and I'd find all these coaches willing to help with all this, whether they charged or not, that they all started off with once you get a deal, blah, 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 blah. And then great information. Once you get a deal, I'm like, no, let's, let's go back. I have no problem well, with that Let's take a step yeah. back to like, the help deal. me actually find and get a first deal. Yeah, and then I hear some people talk. My first deal, I made a hundred thousand. Like I really doubt you did, but that's all I want is a couple deals. Yeah. So and then that's where James found uh, one of your podcasts. Yeah. So and again, I applaud you for sticking with it and being persistent and not giving up. Because now look at this, you're on a podcast, and we're about to kind of talk about how this story takes a turn for the better, right? So you guys partner up three months ago. James, you hear a podcast about radio and you're like, hey, if we're going to start this partnership, why don't we start it on the marketing channel of radio? Now, this is super interesting to me because this is like, this is a, hey, I've been in real estate for a year or two and you know, I've been cold calling or RVMing and now I want to layer on radio. It's like, we're going to try to utilize this thing to like be the catalyst for this entire partnership. And so I want to know kind of what you were thinking, James. Why radio? Why, why utilize this as a key piece? Yeah. So, you know, I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts about everything, right? And I was one of those people that listened probably way too long in real estate before I jumped in. You know what I mean? I like knew so much, but I never did anything. Eric actually pushed me in, got me to do a deal. I did a flip. It went well. It was super scary because I was signing on it as COVID was hitting. It all went well, right? And after that, I knew, I was like, man, I really like real estate. It's a great place to be, right? And we were both already taught. We knew, and we kind of learned that like, we, we were looking for deals to flip in the beginning. 
Like, how do we get deals so we can flip them? And he had just wholesaled. I think one of those bandit sign ones you did was a wholesale. And we were talking about that. And we're like, man, that's, that sounds good. And I started listening to wholesale and stuff. And I heard you on a podcast. And I was like, all right, let me call these guys and see what it's about. And I talked to one of your guys, salesperson, I think, right? For REI Radio. Yeah. And I talked to Eric because we were, we were thinking like billboard. We were thinking about like stuff like that, you know? I've heard all the stories about sending mailers out. And for one, I don't have time for a lot of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like I just knew that was going to be a process, right? So how'd you land on How'd you go, okay, we're going in on radio. We're all in. Let's do well, it. Right? What was the decision point for that? Yeah, usually I'm the person that like thinks about something for like a year. You know what I mean? Like overthinks it all. And I talked to Eric and we were both just ready. I think we were just ready. And we were you know, like, you know what? Let's take the risk. Let's just do it. I mean, it's it's make, yeah, here's what I like to call it. Let's make a bold move here. A bold move. Yeah. And I mean, bold it makes move. sense though. Being in marketing and everything you guys talked about, the audience. And I was like, it makes sense. And it's not invasive. That's what I liked about it. It was people coming to us and we're not like text messaging people and trying to beat down their door. Right. Like they're coming to us. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And, and Eric's like, let's do it. So we just, we just got on board and, you know, I was super scared to do it, but I'm very happy we did. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we're going to talk some numbers here. So Eric, what about you? What attracted you to radio to kind of look at all of the options out there and go, you know what? We're going all in on this, pushing the chips in. Let's invest in this channel. What made that decision for you? James brought it to my attention. And I was like, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> I love it. This starts getting even better. So you're skeptical. From the get-go, everybody's... You've been in this for two years trying all this stuff. So three I was three, like you're skeptical at this point. You're like, yeah. Yeah, I was super skeptical. I don't know anyone else that does that. I have never called anybody because I heard an ad on a radio, ever. Uh, I don't know anyone who, who calls on the radio or advertises... James mentioned it. I was like, why not? Let's give it a shot. And then he told me about your, your course. I was like, I don't know. Now we got to spend money on this course. And I don't want to do it. <laughs> Great. But I was like, nothing else is working. You know, and, and yeah. billboards, the fee for billboards is huge. And the commitment yeah. is like, they want a year, one year contracts. And I was like, I don't know. That's a huge gamble I'm not willing to play with. Absolutely. Okay. So, so you. You kind of get pulled in a little bit kicking and screaming, right? And James is a little bit more clear on, hey, I think this is the direction we go. So you guys launch radio. You've been up for three months at this point, right? You said previous to this, I think I got two calls <laughs> from all the stuff I've been doing. Yeah, almost three years. How many calls are you averaging a week off of the one station that you picked up right now? I would say 20 to 25 calls weekly. A week, okay? One station. Now, you got a nice size station. So you're spending how much per month off this one station? Uh, $3,400 monthly. Yeah. And so you guys hear us a lot of students primarily start with 1000 to 2000 But Eric and James came in and bought what I would call just a bigger, healthier station. Again, as you can kind of tell, these guys were like, let's just go for it. This is kind of the mentality. So off that station, you're getting that many calls, which is awesome. And here's another twist, which I mentioned at the top of the show. You didn't go English speaking. You actually chose a Spanish speaking station. Why That's did you right. decide to do that? It was the first one to say yes. 
Yeah, we were seeking out English and Spanish. We knew Spanish market here where we are is, is big. So, and Eric speaks Spanish. So we definitely were very intrigued and interested in it. But yeah, like Eric said, they were the first ones that said yes. So, so it was kind of like, we're going to go both at the same time. But you had the option there, obviously, because Eric speaks Spanish. So if you're listening, I want to tell you something about radio. There's virtually no competition on radio. If you want to draw another moat around you, meaning you could argue, okay, several years from now, more people are going to know about radio and be advertising. Just go over to the Spanish-speaking stations, which most people cannot handle either because they don't speak Spanish or they don't outsource and think to hire a Spanish-speaking acquisition manager or lead manager. I am telling you, it's wide open, like no, no, no competition, completely untapped. And so we would actually argue and tell you that utilizing Spanish is a very valuable play right now, could in some markets even be stronger than English speaking stations. So probably haven't heard us talk about this, but we have students that have done a great job of coming in and actually some, just so you guys know, Eric and James intentionally chose Spanish from the very beginning. So people want to know, okay, what's actually happened? You're getting great call volume. You just closed a deal when? Three days ago. All right. So wholesale deal. Tell us a little bit about that deal. What was the profit margin on it and how'd that feel? Oh, great. Made 10K <laughs> on that deal. So 10K. That's a solid wholesale deal. It is. And uh, it was in Galveston, Texas. So they called. They were a few months behind in payments. And uh, it actually felt nice to be able to do something that I felt was helping somebody out, getting them out of a bind. And, uh, and we made money on it. And what was the quality of that call? Did you have a lot of competition from other wholesalers? Did they come in really leery of who you were? Or you're like, no, they were super excited because I'm a native Spanish speaker. And so, you know, we're in Houston. So we've got people from all over the world here. We're the number one diverse city in the United States. Yeah. And so when you can speak Spanish a little bit like the people already talk, if you can throw in a little bit of slang, it just makes the walls come down. Absolutely. And they heard you on radio. So yeah. you're already trusted and seen as a local expert. And so you guys do a deal for 10. Now, we were talking about this. Your guys' pipeline is just growing. You're getting, we talked about earlier, it's like momentum. And James, you were saying this month alone, December, you guys got another 25,000 coming in for December. Is that right? Yeah, we've got 25,000 planned to close within two, those are two deals before the end of the year. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, like I said, like the pipeline is full. Like, I feel like we got a little leak, but I feel like we're about to burst because, you know, getting literally 20, 25 calls, sometimes more a week is just a lot. Of, I mean, honestly, like we were super surprised. I mean, it's a lot to handle, right? So we're about to burst. I feel like you guys are hitting an untapped market again. That's a great call volume, but you're also getting in front of the Spanish audience. That's not getting this message again. English, right, is they're getting postcards and RVM and texting, but you guys are literally hitting an untapped market, which I think is super cool. Almost so, everyone I've spoken to, I've asked if they called anyone else, if they had any offers, almost all of them say zero. They've not called anyone else. I'm the only person they're even talking to. And that's exactly what we want, right? It's going to be difficult to do deals if we got to go against five other wholesalers yeah. or rehabbers or whatever that is. That's one of my favorite parts is the fact that once you go on these appointments, a lot of times you're the only person um, because you're not 
you know, doing something that's list dependent, like cold calling RVMing. So you're the only one that they've actually talked to to do a deal. So I think that that's great. I'm just curious now, I want to go back to your story, Eric. Two years, right? In the trenches, trying to shake things up. Nothing's really fallen out of the tree. Now you partnered up, fresh partnership, three months in, already closed the deal off radio, took a risk, right? Rolled the dice, man. This thing's working. Your pipeline's building. You got another 25K coming in. Where are you at mentally today, which is different from, let's say, longer than three months back before you partnered? Like, I want to understand like what's happened up here. This is why it's important. If I'm listening, I now want to be and go, okay, I'm listening and I relate to Eric. I'm that guy. And now all of a sudden I'm in this podcast and he's on the other side. And now I'm inspired because I want to be like Eric and get on the other side of this. I hope people understand like, what are you thinking now? Where's your confidence? Like what has changed for you in this whole process? Okay. So one of the things that I've, I have a big heart for missions and evangelism. So I'm from Costa Rica originally. So that's why I speak Spanish. So there's a huge, it's a whole nother world, right? Knowing other countries and all that. And I wanted to spend a lot of time in other countries. But, you know, nobody pays you to do that kind of stuff that I want to do. So that's why I wanted to find a job that... I can actually make money at doing without my presence and putting in hours. I feel like I wanted to get paid off my willingness to risk and not by how many hours I work. Exactly what I've written on my little board up here. And so I feel like wholesaling, just real estate in general, is what allows me to do that. And then the wow, risk. That's powerful. Uh, so I would love, I know like you live in Mexico. I would love to move back to Costa Rica or the Dominican Republic where we did missions for a while and still be able to run this all at the same time. So that's what I'm trying to set my life up for. Uh, Cause I'd like to raise my kids with global awareness and a worldview. Now, Eric, how after three months, does that vision seem more attainable? Exactly what I was going to ask next, man. Is that uh, now a grasp? Like, can you actually begin to see it? I can. I know my wife has a little trouble sleeping, but I can see it. Because I'm looking at it all, all every day, uh, but I can totally see it now. I don't think it's going to take that long to get there, either. Yeah, as long as I thought it might. I think what you just said, again, your story is unique, but the overall story in general is the same for all of us. And that is, we all have something in our heart, something we're passionate about, something we feel called to do. You might say it's a particular purpose, whatever, but we feel that pull. Right. The problem we have is, you know, at the bottom of every dream, for the most part, is money. So even if that dream is for the good in the sense of a cause, it still requires an economic engine to be able to do that. And man, my story is exactly with yours. Like I'm a seminary graduate. I went the real estate route because I just wanted a vehicle. I wanted a delivery system to impact the world. And I wanted to be able to write the check myself for it. And I totally agree with you that real estate and investing allows us to do it. And everyone can fill in the blank. I want freedom to X. Some it's, I want freedom to be a better father, a better wife, and be more present than my parents were. And to have that freedom and not have to go work a nine to five. I hear a lot of people say there's particular causes that they want to get in, but it's, it's freedom to do something. 
And what amazes me on this and why I think I'm getting the most excited about this interview is that the catalyst on this whole thing for you guys was, I think it's twofold. You guys chose to partner up, which I think is, again, I'm looking at your decision-making. Not working, not working. Okay, I'm going to partner up. I think that's a wise move. And then I'm going to make a bold move on radio because we need to get the phone to ring and that pays off. And now you're on the other side of this. And I'm just glad to be a part of that, particularly because of your motivation to do this in the first place, which is, I mean, literally right after my own heart. And that's missions, evangelism, all that type of stuff, figuring out how we can go out and impact the world. So what a great, great story. So wrapping up, well, let me say this. First of all, if you're listening, as always, you want to take a look and not just listen, or you're more of a YouTube person, um, you can always go subscribe and uh, actually watch us um, on YouTube. So just go to Chris Arnold Real Estate. um, That's for sure. And then of course, if you're listening, you're like, man, this is a good story. This guy is as skeptical as I am. And he decided to step into this. And like, I see the power of this whole radio thing. We just keep talking about it again and again, because it works so well as a great marketing channel, particularly even if you're new, go check it out. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash REI radio. Again, that's wholesalinginc.com forward slash REI radio and book a call. See if your market's open. And if you're hungry, trying to find another marketing channel, this might be the solution that you're looking for, like it was a solution for uh, Eric and James. So I want to wrap up with one question. It really kind of goes to both of you. I will start with uh, you, James, on your side. James, if someone's listening, trying to figure out what they should do next, wondering if radio is a fit, you know, what would you tell them at this point? They're like, man, should I make this decision? Should I push in my chips on this channel? Is this really the best thing? What would you tell them? I mean, I'm on the other side of this, right? I definitely would put my chips in it. Really, one thing that really drew me to Radio 2 is that, again, I said it earlier, it's like, it's not invasive, right? Like, I love the idea that they are coming to you and you're not like prying into their private life, you know? And that that part of it makes it just a better feel overall. I mean, but to get people to ring your phone, I mean, yeah, I say go in, man. You got to go in. Great word, invasive. I like that. I think that the spam-based approach marketing that a lot of people are doing is invasive. Oh yeah, I mean it is. I mean, how many people do you know? Like, I can go talk to anybody. When I when I mention wholesale to any of my friends, they're like, "Oh yeah, I got a text message. Was that you?" You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I got that postcard in the mail. What about you, Eric? Bring it home. Somebody listening. Hey, should I do this thing? Is this a good fit? What would you tell them to kind of consider or think about? Because again, people listen to these podcasts and they're left to make decisions. Like, should I do cold calling? Should I do radio? Should I do whatever? So what would you tell them? I have two thoughts. So the first would be that you should absolutely do it. Like originally, James and I were thinking about picking up an English station and a Spanish station. We don't have capacity to pick up another one. So we're going to have to start figuring out how to do that. Uh, It would obviously have to be an English one. I couldn't handle doing another one. So absolutely do it. You know, I've, I've been talking to all of my local flippers that I know around here, the ones who got me in this, and they're all struggling to find deals. Even the guy with 25 years of experience who started me on this talks about how hard it is to find a deal. And uh, so I would say... You're over there being real quiet. Yeah, like, how's business for you? Uh, you know, just trying to get by. That's right. <laughs> I know that. But, like, you're being hush hush about but it. But now I'm sending him deals to look at. And so tables are trying to turn a little bit. So, and then another thing, my second point is that uh, 
I told a buddy of mine who's he's in another city, so it wouldn't be competition for me or anything. I was going to start doing radio, and he got so excited he went out and did it. Like not having gone through the course, yeah. he went out and did it. And then I, I've asked him about it. You know, how's it going? And he said, "I've given up on real estate altogether. I got zero calls." And I was like, "Really? Tell me about the radio station." And it turns out it was a radio station that's like young and trendy people, which is to me already a negative. You're like, nope, I, no. I learned like, that. That's why I you're not getting calls. That's one big reason, right? And it's not, well, sorry, the, the station is geared for younger college people. He lives in Waco, in Baylor University. So it's geared for those people. And I'm like, they don't even own homes. So he had a lot of friends tell him, I heard you on the radio, but that didn't help his business out. And then I think that also the big trick was knowing how much to pay for it. Since I didn't explain all that to him, that's kind of the bread and butter of the whole thing. We would never, I mean, yeah, the course is worth every penny because there's yeah, no way we'd be able to navigate that. Yeah. There's no way you can navigate it on your own. And again, it yeah. took me 10 years and I paid a lot of money to a lot of coaches to learn what I learned how to do. Yeah. Some things you can copy, you know, go watch some YouTube videos, figure out how to do it. But I've seen some people try. And again, I'm like, if you do it for free, do it for free. But I've seen some people try to sidestep um, the program and do it. And radio is too many variables to have to decide on to get them perfectly lined up in order for that station to produce at the level that it does. So well, the, the, the course is short, but it was, I would say it's worth it. Like all the things you guys started talking about, the words you used, I don't even know what they were. Humes, rankers, never heard of these terms. But I asked for them and I got them and then now we got a station. So love it, man. Well, I'm super proud of you guys, man. I think it's such a great story. I think this is a really raw, what I would call inspirational story that most people are listening and resonating with. And so I want to thank you guys for coming on. Love that you guys are partnering. Wish you guys the best of luck. And of course, we're going to continue to be working together. And I'm going to help you guys grow that radio uh, even more. So to the rest of you guys, Thank you so much. And until next time, we will catch you soon to add more value. Talk to you later. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.